When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jay here for Paddock. This is the Paddock Podcast and with me is <coughs> Mr. Joe Smith. Yeah. Yeah? I've got two bits of news for you, Jay. Go on. Number one, my voice isn't great. Right, okay. And number two, yeah. I'm wearing the same pants, socks, jeans, t-shirt, jumper and trainers and not brushed my teeth yeah. as yesterday. You absolute lunatic. I haven't brushed hey. my teeth since 7 a.m. You know what? We yesterday both look morning. Rough, we, look we look worse, gross, Go Joe Single. Go Joe Single. He's, he looks like, yeah, he looks like he's just climbed out of a skip. Go on, go to my single. I look like I've been back out here. You look yeah. like you own the yeah, skip. I like it. Yeah, I like I've nicked the <laughs> you skip. You like you went, oh, you get uh, out of I my skip. Told, I was subletting the skip off you. Um, <laughs> Same pants, Jay. Yeah, I mean, I, I've had a shower and got changed since yesterday. Loser. I know, I'm such a Are you even man. a United fan if you've had a shower you since yesterday? You woke up in the same clothes as the Carabao Cup final. Yeah. What even are you? I know. Um, me and Joseph were at the uh, that there Wembley yesterday. Yeah. It was a momentous occasion, was yeah. it not, sir? We couldn't do our... We were going to do a little bit of a review, weren't we? But we got chuds off the car park. We got thrown out of a car park. Yeah. Which was a the shame. The lady wasn't happy with us. She, we were filming and she went, no. They don't let you film anywhere around Wembley. It's a right joke. Jobsworths. It's just pathetic. Do you know what I mean? Because also, the thing I don't get is, I thought that... Do you know when you see people filming the police on, on like, YouTube videos and they're going, I know my rights. Yeah. I know my rights. And they film the police. Yeah. How come then that's allowed, but you, then like, you can't film yourself you, you, in think, a, same, I, a similar I public space? I think it's nonsense, right? I think you can film because if me and you stood on top of that car park with a phone, yeah. filming each other, would she have come up and gone, no. can't do that? No. Yeah, a, a camera yeah, on it, your phone is a camera. Yeah. Like, it's the fact we had a proper camera with a light and everything and a microphone. And a helicopter. And a helicopter. <laughs> and a production team. Um, doing the shots and like we recorded off the, the car park. But yeah, I think and it's we was bullshit, both sat in our trailers doing our makeup. I think the fact, I think you should be allowed to film on any bit of public land. I know that a, a, a car park, I suppose, isn't public land. But they don't you let you film on the public land around Wembley at all. Yeah, I always thought you could film wherever you wanted, like if it's public land. Yeah. When I went to uni, and they were like, you need to get this risk assessment, you need to do this, and you need to apply to the council if you're going to film. I was like, yeah. you don't. Apply to the council. Yeah. Planning yeah. permission is just a state of mind. Exactly. I think if I've put the conservatory up already, what are you going to do, knock it down? <laughs> no, you won't need to because the wind will because it was shoddily made. Have you ever seen that where... Um, I was watching a video the other day. This is off topic already because I'm I'm not still pissed, definitely, but I have Sorry, got a weird headache. This feels a bit like the brew. Um, I was watching a video and it was, do you know, I don't know if you've seen these videos before where it's like some builders will be knocking the shit out of someone's like front garden that they've made because they've not paid them or whatever. Yeah. And like, oh, this is what you get, this is what you get. And then this one, I was looking, and the reason that they hadn't paid them is because they'd done an awful job. <laughs> and you could see as they were knocking it up, like filming it themselves, like, haven't we got this woman back for not paying us? They'd not put any cement under the flags. <laughs> there was massive gaps between everything. They were knocking it and there was like running water underneath. <laughs> and you're like, you've just done her a favor because you've done the worst job of all time on this driveway and you've knocked it up for her. So that guy that, wasn't it the guy that knocked down the hotel that they, didn't, they hadn't paid him? Now that is good. Like in his, JCB or whatever, it was like a premier in or something, and he just like, dropped into it. That's what like, they're not paying me, so I'm just going to wreck this whole cell. There's yeah. no one in it, though. So it was, you know, 
No one was harmed. There's a lot of anti-Newcastle uh, slander in the comments, and I'm just here to say that I think some of it's slightly unfair, Jeff. Why? Why is that? Go on. Give us a taste. Give us a PG taste. A PG. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I mean, parental guidance. How many Geordies does it take to change a light bulb? And then it just says, was a light bulb? As in, like, <laughs> what's a light bulb in the Geordie accent? That's harsh, isn't it? Because technically, they're no less smart than anywhere else in the country, obviously. <laughs> but they are incapable of... Why did you Wembley. say that technically? Like, <laughs> technically, technically, the human. <laughs> what? Why do you mean technically? No, I just mean they are. Like, there isn't, I don't mean like... Technically? <laughs> I just mean they are. It is, you know, Mate, smartness over there. That, it didn't seem like you were having a dig there. No, I didn't mean to. I was trying to be nice. You know, well, you failed. Um... It is a bit mean, though, isn't it? Because it's like kicking a mile down. Yeah. It was funny, though, yesterday. They've lost nine games at Wembley in a row. We were going through... Should we find a thing? Yeah. We were going through this, right? Ethan, our producer, is a, is a Newcastle fan. Probably fam. should have given him a mic for this podcast, shouldn't we? Oh, is it too late? No, it's not too late. Ethan, get, get a mic. Yeah, yeah come on. If you ain't got a camera, you can get a mic quick. Get, can we get Ethan a microphone? Because we want to say to McCarvin for being a Newcastle fan. Yeah. Um, Basically, yeah, there was, um, I think it was on there, there was, um, Newcastle have got this record of losing nine times at Wembley. Yeah. Right. And we were looking at it, me and you, and it was how bad their record is at losing at Wembley. It's that bad that they've even lost in games that you wouldn't even think were at Wembley. Right. There was like these, there was these games that I'd never heard of. There was one in 1988 mm. where they had the Centenary Cup at Wembley. Yeah. Well, they had 40 minute games But apparently. the Centenary Cup was meant to be a hundred year anniversary yeah. of the start of the Football League, Yeah. Wasn't it? So they had this competition where no one went and watched it. Yeah. And Newcastle lost to Tranmere in that. Yeah. They lost to Spurs twice at Wembley when Spurs were playing at Wembley. Yeah. They lost in the FA Cup semi final to Chelsea. They lost in successive FA Cup finals to us and Arsenal. Yeah. They lost in. What else was it? The, the Community Shield in 1996. The right, that was my favourite. The Community Shield in 1996. The only reason they were in the Community Shield was because United did a double in 1996. And because Newcastle had finished second, they were invited mm. to play in the Community Shield against United and got battered 4-0. Like, I, I love how said Community Shield, runners-up. Yeah, like, it says like, like on, their, on their Wikipedia page, it's got like Community Shield runners up, like they've achieved something. They've done well to get a second. Like, they only got in there because by default, and then they got battered. So yeah, their record at Wembley is horrendous. I was saying to you yesterday that the the one time I felt confident mm. against Newcastle, where I was as sure as the days long we were going to win, was when I saw him before the kickoff with all the flags waving the flags. Yeah, and what all made that. you what made you be so confident when you saw that? I just thought they're going to lose us. What, cause like, they all, so United fans had um, scarves, scarves on the on the we floor. We had scarves and we held scarves, scarves up. up. Yeah. And Newcastle fans had, had either a black or a white sort of flag. bin bag. Flag you know, thing. visually stunning. Yeah, you know, to it did objective. look great. I'll yeah, be honest. You no, know, you know, I'll give them, take me uh, my hat off to them. It looked good. They're all up for it. You can see them all there. Yeah. You look over to it. You think that looks amazing. Yeah. All the flags. They're all cheering. They're all. They're, you know, they're giddy. They've been in Trafalgar Square. They've been there for days. They've made the most of it. This is it. They're finally at Wembley for the first time in 24 years. Look at all this. I knew they were going to lose. Why? I just knew you could How just How did tell. that do it for you? You could just say, you say, they're going to lose this. Like, you can just know. Because there was an air almost for me as well of, and this might sound ludicrous for a cup final, they're too giddy. They're yeah. too... 
And the players have got to be feeling this. There's too much going on here. Where United, even though we've not won out for six years, it felt a little bit more like, matter of fact, this is business. Yeah. We've been at Wembley dozens of times. Yeah. We've won dozens of times. I've seen United win at Wembley. I've lost count how many times. Mm. Whereas for a lot of those Geordies, it's the first time they've even been at Wembley. And it felt to me like that occasion for everything is going to get to them more than it will us. Yeah. And plus, there's less question marks about us. And they had question marks about, oh, Loris Carrius is in goal and, oh, you know, we're in this run. I think they've drawn six of the last seven games or whatever. This is a bit of a, you know, first Wembley, oh, you know, it's all happening. United, it's like, we're, we're doing, a, we're in a great bit of form. We've yeah. been beating everyone. We've got options. We're, we're used to being at Wembley. Our trophy drought lasted less than six years. Mm. Theirs has lasted what? How many years? How many 55, is it? Since 69. Since 69. So, and that's not me trying to be having a dig at Newcastle because, you know, fair play to the fans for turning up and that. But <laughs> you look at all that and you think, you ain't winning this. You're not winning this. The thing that got me, that, uh, that, like, that me ain't happening. That, that kind of made me thought that, that wouldn't, they wouldn't win is I was reading before the game on the way down in the paper that Varane had won 17 of the 21 finals he played in before the, yesterday. And I thought, Newcastle in the League Cup isn't going to be one of six loss, uh, one of five losses he's ever had in a final, is it? No. Like, that's not going to be on the list. It's going to be 18 of 22 after this because no offence to him, but it's just, he's so much bigger than the League Cup anyway, let's be honest. Like, I know obviously I'm not knocking the League Cup, but Rafael Varane's won so much more than that that he's not going to be like, yeah, we lost to Newcastle. It does feel Cup. as well in Newcastle that that is how, and Ethan, I think Ethan, are you on camera? Have you got a camera? Yeah, Ethan is with us. He's our producer and he's also a Newcastle fan. It does feel like, from my, from my memory, and Ethan, you can correct me, I know you weren't around, but I'm no doubt you've watched it and you know. In 98 and in 99 and yesterday, Newcastle in finals didn't really turn up. Mm. I think the, 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 if a memory serves, the Arsenal final in 98 was pretty run-of-the-mill for Arsenal. In 99, we never got out of second gear and we won it. And yesterday, I don't think United were particularly great. Yeah. But we won it comfortably. Ethan, you've heard a lot there. Mm. I'm not trying to have a dig at you. I'm just and, being and honest your mic's about my only, Your mic has only just been set up. Your camera's only just been set up. So that, here's your correct. chance to sort of clap back, as they say. To sort of fire some shots back our way. Newcastle fan, Geordie, producer of the show. Yeah. Come I'm, on, hit us, hit us with something. What you got? Hit us with both barrels here. I, I, I don't know who oh, that's... Uh, that's go. Hit us with a bit of... Went uh, wrong. A visual sorry. of yourself first. Sorry, there, there you hello. Go. Oh, there can you is. see me? Yeah, sorry, the camera's not perfect, but hello, everyone. I don't really know if I've got the... Uh, the, the, the oomph to really have a go back, the, to be the honest. Material. Yeah, I still feel... The facts. Like the facts, yeah, maybe as well. Um, it was a sad day yesterday. I felt I was quite emotional. Did you cry? Um, I, it was in the um, in the in the 88th minute. Uh, the we were two 0 down and it was all over. And then the fans started picking up their black and white flags again uh, yeah. and uh, singing. And that got me a little bit because yeah, yeah. it, it made me think like, oh, we've we've got here and we we just haven't we haven't done it. But they're still. It was so special to be there. Do you know what I mean? Did yeah. you feel like? you should have done more or were you happy mm. with what you did because do you think because at some point you're going to go from and you will do just because the money you've got you're going to go from happy to be there to no this is ours to lose now because of the the resources and the sort of 
presumably money available to you. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, I've done Same that again. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think we'll be. I think we'll be back in in in, in the future, absolutely. And I, t- to be honest with you, on the day going into it, I, I genuinely believe Man United are the most informed team maybe in the world right now, yeah. and. Marcus Rashford may be the most informed player and I always felt like he was going to do something whether that was score or assist and Newcastle haven't been on form going into it uh, we've struggled to score goals and maybe the timing just wasn't right um, maybe if it was uh, I mean United's obviously have had times in the season where they've, they've, they've had some games where they've struggled arguably if they won those games they could be top of the league mm. um, the way they've been playing I just think the timing wasn't right that was all I think you've got to give yourself a little bit of credit though because you kind of ahead of schedule I feel in your um, development under mm. the oppressive regime that owns you you've <laughs> you've, um, you've you've this last season you were trying to escape relegation this yeah. season you've been in and around the top four which is a massive leap yeah. from survival to challenging for a Champions League place you've got to a cup final this season at the first time of asking so if you look at, say, as, as a good example is Manchester City, who in 2008 inherited all their money from their own oppressive regime, and they took, I think, three years to win a cup, yeah. and then a, the, another year to win the, the league, which was quite quick. Really but even quick. that was, you know, it was a few years before they went from, I think that was their first final in 2011. So you've done well in, in terms of, of, you know, how quickly you've turned it around with the money you've got. Um, I think, to be fair to Eddie Howe, he has done a good job, and I didn't rate Eddie Howe when he went to Newcastle. But I think the, the, the fly in the ointment for you was you were coming against not just an informed team, but for me, a manager, and I'm not just saying this to have a dig at it, bro, but I took comfort in the fact it was Ten Hag versus Eddie Howe. A I did. A manager that makes shows look pathetic. I no. just thought, no. I can't see Ten Hag being outweighed by Eddie Howe. I think Eddie Howe's decent. Yeah. I but, do, I know I do, I think he's done we, well. We, we've talked a lot about Newcastle, and I want to talk about being positive about United now. Yeah. But before that, I think we should hear a word from today's sponsor, don't you, Jay? I definitely do. Because today we are sponsored by Manscaped. Manscaped. Yeah. The ultimate in male grooming. Yes. Spring has sprung, and yeah. our friends at Manscaped, the lead, like I said, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming, have the best tool for spring cleaning your pants yes or what's inside your pants well, exactly the, yes i want to clean what's inside my yeah. kex yeah and thanks to manscapes we can do and you've even got some visual aids there haven't you look at them i've got what you've got some props where have i contracted that from that is the train yesterday it was very dirty this is the manscaped yeah. body wash yeah yeah i use it I when i should, yeah when i, I do wash, need to wash it <laughs> yeah you need which to is use once it. every four days i use the manscaped yeah. body wash and it's got a lovely pump action as well yeah so you can just put it on the side of the bath and just yeah and yeah love it all over your big big body so when that noise is coming from your bathroom that's what that is is it <laughs> is that what you're telling us well it's either that or <laughs> when that is coming it's either that, Jay, or... It's the pump action thing. The two That's what you're saying. Right, okay. So, yeah, it's one of the two, for sure. Make sure you check out Manscaped. Use the code DEVILS20 for 20% off and free shipping. Yeah? 
Because I, I, I love this because you've got the performance package 4.0, right? You've got your boxer briefs. Yeah. You've got the lawnmower 4.0 yeah. with the skin safe technology. Oh, well, this thing here. You've got, yes, oh, well, exactly. the lawnmower 4.0. Look at the size of that. You can fit that in any sort of pocket. It's, it couldn't be more travelable. It yeah? couldn't be it's more travelable. It's got a locking on off switch as well. I yeah. love that because the amount of times I've had something that's only got an on or an off switch. Yeah. So it's either on all the time or it's off all the time. That's, that's got it. on or off. Yeah. You can have best of both worlds. Yeah, like a glow stick. Exactly. Famous thing on or off. Yeah. <laughs> Cannot go back. back. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so you've got that. You've got the crop reviver toner. Yeah. You've got the um, the weed whacker, what right? Is, uh, men, uh, uh, sorry, this, Jay. Men, pass us that. Fucking you, pass me it. Yeah. Men of a certain age, right? Yeah. Which is my age. We need this, yeah? We need this because you get up in the morning, there's li these little spider's legs popping out from everywhere. And you're like, how's that happened? Well, with that, bad boy. Yeah. That's the end of that, yeah? yeah. So you get all that. Yeah. Deodorant as Deodorant. well. Deodorant, okay. yeah. And, oh, and what's this? Finally, to put it all in, the shed travel bag. Look at that. That's really? decent, that. Yeah, it's You delicious. can lo look like a proper celeb sort yeah. of You walking. can look like Ty from Arsenal Fan TV. Yeah, where he comes into the studio. Where he comes like, where he puts his thumbs up to the camera. Do you know what I mean? Like he's part of the, the, the match day squad. You can look like that with Manscaped, using the code DEVILS20 yeah. for 20% off and free shipping. Join over, is it, what is it? Eight, eight million, million men. That has double. Eight million men. That's literally one out of every three men. That is unbelievable. In, on the planet. Jesus Christ, amazing. I need to use all of these in about 20 minutes after this podcast. I wish you'd used them before this podcast, to be honest with you. But, well, well, there you go. And if you want to win that particular role on deodorant... It's not, it's not a prize. <laughs> it's not a competition. Just head up to Manscaped. The link is in the description. Check them out. I'll put the link in the comments as well. Use the code DEVILS20 for 20 self and free shipping. Your balls. And pretty much everywhere else. And your colleagues and will your thank you. Trust me on that one. When you said, and your car... I thought we were going in a different direction. Manscaped. Right. We've talked about Eddie Howe, or as I like to call him, Eddie Howe. But no one else is picking up on that. That's my joke that I'm the only one that ever uses. Is that a thing, Ethan? Is he the only one that calls him Eddie Howe? Uh, nobody else does that, Jay. And that's, that's a good a, joke. A You're like, Arsene Wenger managed Arsenal. It worked, yeah? yeah. yeah? Jurgen Klopp managed the cop. It works. People Hi. talk about that all the time. Yeah. No one's right, talking no, about the fact that right, Newcastle's okay. manager is literally called Eddie Howe. Yeah. No one's talking about it except me. Anyway, this guy right here. Best yeah. manager in the world, it says there. He is. Name me a manager that's better. I'll wait. See, the thing is, when you compare expectation to reality, yeah. the ones that would... Arteta would have an argument because they were looking at fighting for top four and they're currently five points clear at the top of the league. So you, got, you can't, we, we can bring him in. Well, we can, but also look at the failures he's had. Go on. He's finished eighth twice. Yeah. All right, that's disgusting. Yeah, for starters. It's vile. It's vile. Yeah, he had that run where, what was it, that run that he went on where he won like one out of 12 games, whatever it was. Yeah, do you remember yeah. what that one game was? United. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but not under this man. No. Um, so I don't think you can say Mikel Arteta has the, the CV, the track record, the pedigree, or the trophy cabinet mm. that Eric Tenag does. Eric Tenag's won what? Was it three titles in f three years at Ajax? Yeah. It would have been four and four if it weren't for COVID. Yeah. He's also come to United and won a trophy the first time of asking. Mm. Now Arsenal fans will go, well, my Arteta won an FA Cup and straight away and he beat Man City and Chelsea. Yeah, that's great. What did he do the following season? Finished eighth. Yeah. This guy's come in. We're competitive in the league, mm -hmm. we're competitive in the Europa League, competitive in the FA Cup, and we've won the Carabao. Yeah. He's doing it all. 
He's got this team believing, and he inherited a team that was shocking. Yeah. Like, under Ralph Ragnick, that United team was the worst I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, same. Genuinely. I'm not, I'm not saying that to be melodramatic. Even under Moyes, we were the reigning champions. We were li he literally got sacked whilst we were still the reigning champions. Yeah. Ragnick just, we looked like we were barely good enough to play in the Premier League. Yeah. Like, honestly, it was relegation form by the end. Well, we lost, under Ragnick, we lost six away games in, on the spin, didn't we? Yeah. And we lost one under uh, Tenar before he sorted that out. He sorted out the Old Trafford form as well. We yeah. keep winning Old Trafford. We're beating everyone at Old Trafford. Yeah. I think, you know, Barcelona, Barcelona Liverpool, Liverpool City, Arsenal. Arsenal. Do you know what I mean? Spurs, yeah. if you want to throw them in. Yeah. I mean, I our record at Old Trafford is, is fantastic. Monumental. Yeah. Um, and Marcus Rashford is probably the best attacker on the planet right now in terms of form. When you look at the, the, the team that's been assembled, Rashford is arguably. Certainly, one of the most informed players in the world. Yes, attackers. Casemiro is one of the best midfielders in the world, and he's yeah. playing like it. Yeah. Then you've got Martinez and Varane, who I think this season have both been two of the best, probably five well, that's, or six centre backs. Is that in the not world. the best centre back pairing there is? Certainly at the moment, yeah. Like, is there a better one? I can't think of one. Because even you look at Madrid, it was at Militao and Alaba. That's pretty good. That's very good. But it it's, it's certainly but comparable. Would you, would you say but you wouldn't swap a, a prime Rafael Varane for either of those no, two. I, I don't think. When you and think I think Martinez is, is what he's done. He's been a revelation. Yeah. He really has. Yeah. And I still stand by the idea sorry. that um, the Premier League's the hardest league yeah. in terms of defending. I think you're up against it. And I think in Spain, yes, you've got some very good teams in Spain. But I don't think the standard of Spanish football is as good as the standard of English football right now. No. I really don't. I mean, even if you just think of the money that's been spent in that league, you'd assume it would have accrued a higher proportion of top players. Well, we've outspent the next highest league by two times, I think, or yeah. three times. So that's not even like a we're English and the English league's the best. Just follow the money. Yeah. You know, and I know they've done well in comp cup competitions, but I think if you put, if you made the Premier League a forty-team league and brought everyone from a league over. I think there'd be more Premier League teams in the top twenty than there would be La Liga teams. Yeah, no, I agree. I yeah. think that. For me, those two are performing at the highest level yeah. there is at the minute. Yeah. So you've and got to give credit to the manager. Just phenomenal. Yeah. And he's bought two of those three players. And also, and the other one, he's completely rejuvenated. Yeah, he's rejuvenated him. And he finds a system that works. And we lose Christian Eriksen, who brings in Sabitza. Yeah. We lose Anthony Marshall. And he's not got any money. And he, he brings in Wegos. They're not like Wegos set the world alight, but he's doing a job that he needs to do. Yeah. And when you've got any, not got any money to spend, what do you want him to do? He's not going to go out and buy killing and back. And also, is he? he's Vegas has come in, played more minutes than Marshall this season already, and we've since he's been here, we've beaten City, we've won the the League Cup, we've uh, beaten Barca, beaten Barca uh, over two legs as well that he played in both legs. Yeah. So it's not like he's he's oh, not he's knocking, you know, okay. he's not blowing the world away, but he's being a competent player and an ever-present player in a you, team that's successful. You said something the week, and I agree with you. You said about Jadon Sancho, you'd never seen that before. What Ericsson and I did with Sancho. No. Where you give a player two and a half months off to go and get better. Not yeah. when he's physically injured, but when something's not right. Now, he did that. United kept winning. And yeah. then Jadon Sancho came back and started scoring. Yeah. Or kept scoring. He'd scored a few before he went away, to be fair to the kid. Yeah. But that's just superb management. It yeah. couldn't have been any better. You know, even little things like discipline. Marcus is late, he's a top scorer. It doesn't matter, you late. And I've seen drops. multiple United players talk about how important that was. Mm. Did you see the interview with Bruno the other day? Talking no, about how he said, 
Um, he's willing to do it with everyone. He did it with Ronaldo. He did it with Ra uh, Rashford. Um, there's someone Garnacho else mentioned might have been Garnacho, well. He didn't mention I don't Garnacho think he named Chatsy. Because he was talking about the more senior players. Right. And the Rashford one was a big one. He said, when that happened, when Rashford turned up late, apparently everyone was going, all right, what's he going to do here? Because this is he's, in, he's our best player, he's in form. Is he going to stick to his guns? And he said, when he, when he dropped him, everyone kind of went, oh shit, this is, this is just universal. This is how you behave at Manchester United now. There's no, well, it's Rashford, it's, so he can get away with it. There's no, oh, it's Ronaldo. It's, it's such a big difference. It's similar to the way Fergie approached it after he took over from Atkinson. Yeah. Well, he had to instill some discipline because the, the team was just in disarray, really, and a lot of you know, drinking culture and all that. Now, it's not the same. We haven't got a drinking culture at United. But under Ralph Ragnick, you did feel like the lunatics were running the asylum. Just, and almost under Ollie as well. Yeah. There was a little element of that. It was all like, you know, the carrot rather than the stick and arms around the shoulder. And, oh, don't worry about it, son, never mind. Yeah. That sort of thing. And it wasn't working. He's come in and he's set his stall out early doors. Yeah. And if you're Cristiano Ronaldo or you're Alejandro Ganacho, it doesn't matter. You get treated the same. And I like that. And I think it's fair. Yeah. He's, so he's, he's worked. He's got the squad working. He's got players playing. His signings have been great and we're challenging. I mean, I don't understand, like, what more could he have done? It doesn't seem as well like he's doing it for the praise. Like, someone like Jose, and this may be unfair, but we've seen enough of Jose Mourinho to have a rough idea of what his, certainly, public character and public persona is like. Yeah. He would have dropped Sancho and then kept going on about how great he was for being nice to someone. Like, he, he's, he's, he's not obsessed with getting praise for things. He's not, like, doing things for the sake of it, for other people to look how good he is. Felt like at times, like certainly, like I said, under Jose, where he lets you know that he's telling Luke Shaw what to do minute by minute because he wants some praise for that and he wants to have a go at him. He lets you know all of the players that he's brought through. He brings in a list of 45 players or whatever it was, some of which he didn't even bring through. But he wants constant praise. He's talking about set, finishing second in the league with Man United was the best, my greatest ever achievement. He wants you to know all the time or he wants, he wants that, that feedback, that praise from people constantly to the point where it can then be, he, he will be quite willing to throw other people under the bus or to make it, you know, push someone else down to keep himself up. Whereas Ten Hag, it feels genuinely like it's all for the greater good. Yeah. It's all what is best for everyone, not for me, but for Manchester United and for, you know, the ability to win games. And I think that's a massive thing as well in terms of how I see this going over the next sort of three to five years rather than just, you know, one to two years. He seems to be creating an environment where, like you said, everything's fair. There's a, a certain level of, of discipline to things, but it's not like a, um, a sort of mean or mean-spirited. It's It makes sense. And if you stay in line, I will be perfect with you. And if you don't, here's, here's what happens. And you can see, like, it doesn't ever feel like he's just making it up on the spot. It's all considered and thoughtful. And I think that can last a lot longer than this kind of emotional up and down Jose stuff that we've, we've had in the past. I, I hopeful, I'm hopeful that he can be here for you know, a longer term because that would be massive. I agree. I won't ask you because we've given him a mic and a camera. Let's see what he thinks. As an outsider looking in at Manchester United, seeing Eric Tanag, seeing what he's doing, do you rate him? Do you fear him? Are you worried that you, you know this could be your era and instead it's going to be United? Um... I, I think he's brilliant. I really rate Eric Ten Hag. I really, from, from working on the channel, we've done videos like um, tactics videos before he came in. And from doing that, just like the style of play, and he's, he's really brought that into Man United, I feel. And I feel like it's working. 
which is probably the scary thing because you saw Ajax how good it was and it was like oh will that transfer into the Premier League will bringing in players like Lissandro Martinez from Ajax Anthony from Ajax are they really going to work out in the best league in the world because the Eredivisie doesn't really compare to that and it's worked really well so far so quickly at the start I thought oh God, losing yeah. 4-0 to Brentford no, and that Brighton, was that was horrendous, but it has worked out and it's worked out really quickly and if this keeps continuing, I would expect probably Man United to be out and out title favourites for next season, Fucking so yeah, yeah I do probably. And that's coming to. from someone that admittedly might want to make United look better than they are so that it was softened to the blow of losing to them, but... He's relatively neutral. That's good to hear. Isn't yeah, it? no, it is, and I think it does feel like other fans are a bit scared of us again. You, you've seen it. You've seen the way that one thing that I hated and I've hated a few times as a United fan was when you get into that element of teams even not caring about you because yeah. he's like under Ragnit, no one cared about us. We were signed six, weren't yeah. doing anything. That he gives I feel us. like under Van Gaal was a bit. Of that there was a bit well. of that under Moyes was a bit of that as well, yeah. and almost the feeling sorry for you yeah. when you have rival managers sticking up for your manager. Do yeah. you know what I mean? And saying, oh, leave David Moyes Give alone. A bit of time. Yeah, he just needs a bit of patience. It's not easy succeeding to Alex Ferguson. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. I'm thinking, I don't want my rivals being nice to me and sticking up for me because yeah. they feel, A, they feel sorry for us, and B, they don't want the manager to get sacked because he's so terrible. They know that as long as he's in charge of Manchester United, Manchester United are never going to be challenging for anything. Yeah. But I think with Eric Tan Hag, people look at him and go, this is a guy that knows what he's doing. Mm -hmm. So the, you can tell it in some of the, the arguments against him. It's just so nonsensical that you think he's got a few people rattled. Yeah. I hate using that word, but it's true. It yeah. really has. It's good to see it's about time. We've got a few super chats. Tina says, Clasimera, uh, what a player. And for 60 million, look at Chelsea. Use 100 million for Mudrick. This is what we need to be big this season. Um, I do think, I saw it last night, but 100 million quid for Varane and Casemiro. I know they're both in the sort of, maybe the final third of their career, whatever you want to say, but to, to bring in Accumulative something like f 38 um, top level trophies into the dressing room over two years is a phenomenal bit of business. When you think what 100 million gets you these days, which is a Darwin Nunes, a Mudrick, um, a Pogba, or whatever, yeah. to bring two players in that have won everything and clearly still have the fire and the fight to carry on winning, you look at it and you think that is great business, really, isn't it? Um, Soki says it would be great if we start a stand up if you want the Glazers out chant in the 17th minute of matches them staying would be a nightmare I just want to bring that up quickly um, not on the chant itself there is a there is a, a I, I get that you're talking about I think you're saying it's specifically 17 because they have been here it's actually 18 now yeah. years I think so I get that but there is a stand up if you hate Glazers and all that and um, they've, they've changed there was that chant weren't there well, there is that chant, you know, you've seen United now, F off home. Yeah. Um, and they've, the latest one doing the rounds is sell United and F off home. Yeah. Obviously, was it Avram or Joel who was at the game last night? I don't, I, I don't Avram. care. Was it Avram? Yeah. Um, he was getting grief. Um, it annoyed me a little bit because at one point they put him on the screen, but they put Fergie on the screen with him in shot. So it was like some people were cheering because you see Fergie and then some people were booing because you see the Glazer, you know, thing sticking up at the bottom so yeah it, it, there is a lot of anger and as you'd expect these these rumors and rumblings that i had in my news this morning that maybe they're not gonna yeah do one well i just want to get concerning. into that so we've got a tweet from kieran Maguire which came Love out kieran if we just Maguire. scroll down uh, to when that tweet was posted 
Um, it was at 3.43 today, so, so just 15 minutes before news. we went live. Um, if we go back up so I can read it. Um, he says, Manchester United share price has fallen another 12.9% today as the market gets jitters that the Glazers will not sell. And this is the staggering bit. Manchester United's club value has fallen by $1.2 billion in just over a week because of these rumours. And a lot of people think that the, 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 the suggestion that the Glazers aren't happy with the bids and that they might stay is just a bargaining tactic rather than um, actually you know, likely, which I probably tend to agree with. Because if you think, I mean, we'll, we'll use, actually that's the worst possible example I could possibly use. Um, but if you think from a, from a negotiating perspective, if Radcliffe or Qatar and whoever's made bids think, well, they're definitely selling. So it's just who makes the slight like one penny more out of the other two of, uh, you know, whoever we are then they'll sell it to us. That's a bad position for the Glazers to negotiate from, isn't it? If they say, well, if the offer's not there, we're not going to sell at all, then that sort of helps their uh, position. So I can see why they're doing that. But the fact that the club value has fallen by 1.2 billion, or the market value, because it won't change the bids, um, in a week is absolutely mental. And it shows how the regard that not just United fans, but the market, money men, people in football, people in the general public, uh, consider the Glazers to be such a sort of detriment to the club. The fact that they might stay has knocked about a quarter of our value off in a week. It's obscene, really, isn't it? It is, it is obscene. And I think that should, you know, like you say, give everyone an indication of just how badly the Glazers are viewed by the markets, by yeah. the fans, by everyone. Yeah. They've, they've just mismanaged this club. And I've seen a few people, I saw it on Twitter earlier, saying, like, you've just won a trophy, you've had success under Glazers, you spent two hundred million in the summer. Mm. <coughs> Excuse me. But it's the same old argument. We're still in five hundred and fifteen million pound net debt. Yeah. It's been there since they took over that furnished that that you know, we got in the debt to have them as owners. We've still got a stadium that needs a billion pounds spending on it. Minimum. Minimum. Yeah. We've got a training ground that needs around five hundred million pounds spending on it, I think, because that's been allowed to decay after 25 years. I think it was new in 2000 or 23 years, sorry. It was new in 2000. They've not touched it since they arrived in 2005. Yeah. Other clubs or our rivals have got new stadium out facilities. We haven't. Yeah. We're meant to be the biggest club or one of the biggest clubs in the world. And it's only this season where we've actually been challenging on all these fronts since Alex Ferguson retired. Yeah. You know, under Jose, we, we challenged for the FA Cup, sorry, the League Cup and the um, Europa, but we were well out of it in the league. Yeah. We, he gave up on the league in January. Under Van Gaal, we won the FA Cup and finished sixth. You know, other times when we finished second in the league or done well in the league, we haven't won anything. We haven't won a trophy. Yeah. So we've not done anything in the Cups. I know we got to the Europa League final, but we didn't win it. We haven't finished top four and got a trophy in 10 years, have we? No. In the same season? No. So Which is ludicrous, really. Let's when that not, was the standard. Yeah, that before. was the standard. Yeah. So let's not kid ourselves that the Glazers have done well for Manchester United or have done a good job. They haven't. I know Wayne Rooney said it the other day, but I honestly don't know what planet he was on. I love Wayne Rooney. Yeah. He's one of my favourite players ever. But at one point he said, you know, he gave them credit for buying him and they didn't. He, they arrived before they got here. So I just think it was, I think he was confused. Yeah. And I think anyone else who thinks the Glazers have, have done a good job, just look at how much money they've spent at their club and look at how much money your owners have spent on yours and tell me that Glazers have done a good job. Yeah. Thomas Minard says, super chat for Ethan, get yourself a pint lad, better luck next time. People being nice to you, Ethan. Uh, Abdul Ibrahim says, Moyes, LVG, Jose and Oli all have hair. Eric Ten Hag doesn't. Maybe we've found a winning pattern. And that pattern is male pattern baldness. Yeah. AAO, uh, as a 21-year-old with only a patchy memory of 2013, 
You've only got a patchy memory of 2013, haven't you? But for different reasons. For different reasons. reasons. Uh, I've it's got a, a very patchy memory of it. I remember... I saw I a remember. picture of you about an hour ago that conf- absolutely confirms what you've said by... In one of the most... It's one of the worst pictures I've ever seen of any Have we got game. it? Should we get Should we bring it up? I would love to, if you don't mind showing I, it. Listen, don't have to. I wear my heart on my sleeve. This picture of Jay is... It was in 2012, wasn't it? Yeah. United were playing Blackburn, was it? Black, we played Blackburn at, at Ewood Park in 2012. Can you go on my single? I don't know if you can see that, because I can't see. Can you see it? Yeah. Now, just to give you a bit of context, this is me at Ewood Park, right? <laughs> With a Ribena. With a Ribena. Oh, so immediately, someone might go, oh, well, you're not drinking that day, Jay? No. I, right, I started drinking at 9am at Witherspoon's breakfast, started doing other things as well, which we won't get into. And then by the time it got to, we'd been on a little tour of Warrens and Preston and got to Blackburn. The classic. And, yeah, the classic. That's by the like, time we yeah. got to, to Ewood Park, kickoff was approaching. I realised I could barely stand up. My yeah. eyes were rolling. I wasn't going to see the game and I wanted to see the game. I was determined I'm not going to miss the game, man, because I've, I've done this a few times when I got too leavened and I didn't yeah. know where I was. So I started drinking the Ribena and we won CNL. And I remember thinking, yeah, this is it. We're going to win the league this season. This is meant. Yeah, the rest is history. Um, Abinav Verma says, we're playing in both Premier League and La Liga this season. If we beat Betis, Eric should also be given La Liga along with the Bangkok Cup. I agree with that. If we beat all their best best teams, then it's only fair. Um, Warriors says, I hope the Glazers do one and don't stay and spoil the party. The the protest, if they stay, will be on another Biblical. level. Biblical, be Joseph. Worrying, actually. Um, Mo, uh, Mosin says, how do you guys feel about Richard Arnold if the new owners come in and keep him a CEO for continuity? Is it unfair to judge him based on Woodward's mess? I don't think we've seen any evidence that Richard Arnold is terrible. I don't know what he's like as a person. I don't know behind the scenes, but he's not bought the worst players and he seems to sort of stay out of it a bit more than Ed Woodward did. I don't really yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, I kind of understood him doing that chat that he had with those people that apparently weren't from the 58, though some people saying they were from the 58. Yeah. I think there was a bit of confusion at the time. I think they may have been like affiliates. Sorry, I was just putting a bit of chat lips. And um, don't mind me. <laughs> and that can't wait. It can't. Um, there we go. That's better. You. And um, Jennifer Lopez on the podcast. <laughs> what the fuck are you Jennifer Lopez. Because do you know what I picked her? She had the same birthday as me. I, I like it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there was that where he sat down with him and I thought, okay, fair enough. He kind of fronted up a little bit. This season, he's, you know, we've done well. Do you give him credit for that? Do you, yeah, do you say, yeah, he's done well. Fucking hell, give me that Vaseline. Have you ever seen no, you're before? not putting your dirty no, I want to show you how, I, I, want to show you how you... I apply it. Oh, go on then. Don't be messing with it though. I'm not going to touch it. You do it like this. Oh, look at me. Oh, look at me. Fingering it and lip it. I just do this. Kiss that, the little vessel That itself. won't work. That won't. You'll get it all over your beard, man. Would do. Um, Alex Buckingham says, give Ethan a hug and Jay a tissue for that sneeze. We will do. Uh, Darren C says, can we use the Eric the King song for Ten Hag now? Potentially. Yeah, maybe. Um, before we wrap up, Wally of the Week. Wally of the Week. Ethan, give us your Wally of the Week. Is it the Newcastle fans for all waving the white flag before you'd even kicked nice. off? Um, there. The, 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 there was a supporter before kickoff who I saw who was, who was crying just for getting to Wembley. That was kind of Wally That's material. That's what you call a winner's mentality, that, isn't it? Yeah, there was. Crying just for getting to Wembley. <laughs> what is he? Old what did he walk the there trophy? Do you know what I mean? Well done. You've got to Wembley like about 17 million other people during the last 100 years. Get a grip. 
the, the, there was a producer, Callum's just reminded me. Um, there was a fella in the stands who was on TV a couple of times. Just who, a fella, yeah? Ju- ju- yeah, just, just, a, just a fella, Jay. Um, and he, he looked like an even more enormous size of uh, James Corden, the Newcastle fan with NUFC on his belly. Oh. I don't know if Why you saw Why do you him. lot love taking your, your tops off as well? Right. Just, oh, it's a bit cold, so we'll take our tops off and look, show how funny we are because it's cold, but we're still wearing mm. no clothes. You, you, clothes. I've never known a a sort of part of the country more willing to have their shirts off in, on a cold day than the Geordies. <laughs> That's so, genuinely though, that has become almost a stereotype. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's and a- I, I, do you know what? The thing I like about Newcastle is every stereotype about them is quite likeable. Like even this thing that they're sort of really? lovable losers, like as in, in a footballing <laughs> sense, not as people. But like the fact that they, you get to Wembley and you lose, it's quite a sort of, oh, go on then, we like them a bit. Do you know what I mean? They're quite likeable, aren't they? If what, you want. Well, what do you mean? <laughs> I'm not saying the stereotypes that I've heard, but they're not likeable ones. Right. <laughs> By any stretch of the imagination. But I don't want to upset all the Newcastle fans who are already gunning for me anyway. Um, right, come on then. Who's your Wally of the Week? Um, uh, not Wally of the Week. Wally's of the but Week. But I would look, no, just, just person that I want to draw attention to. Yeah. I would love to have seen the reaction of everyone else when Dubravka was on the coach end with his winner's medal. Yeah. How good would that have been? He that must have felt be. like a right twat. Did he have it? He, yeah, can he have it there? He can't have had it there on the coach. Why not? He can't have sat there. Yeah. Uh, Does he get a winner's medal and a runners-up medal? I don't know. I don't know. No, he don't get a runners-up medal, I don't think, because so it was cup time. My, are you going, oh yeah. I, I used the office meme, it was perfect office meme, so wasn't it? You still think about it? I like yeah. the tweet. Got, yeah. Oh, he's Sean, Long, Longy. Yeah. How come your medal's silver and mine's all gold yeah. and that? Why has that uh, happened? I didn't no. even start today and I've got no. a winner's medal, that's weird, I don't isn't know. it? <laughs> Collect a winner's medal and pull a bloody stupid face on the pitch, right? <laughs> Typical me. What am I like? Hey. Uh, why am I the only one spraying champagne in this dressing room, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Why is Dan Byrne threatened to wrap that bottle around my head? It's very weird. <laughs> who's yours? Um, I'm trying to think who's like, because it's been such a euphoric yeah. occasion. I'm like, Ill, I'm way. trying to think of, no one's really. There's, do you know what? Right, I'd say, yeah, there is some people. All these sort of idiots mm. on Twitter. Yeah who misinterpret medical journals to come out with nonsensical stats. Interesting. Like your mate was doing it, Jordan Peterson, who you love. My mate, he's not my mate. Oh, 58% of women who've had the vaccine have had miscarriage. No, they've not. That's not true. So why are you spreading that? Mm. That's dangerous nonsense. And anyone who reads any of the like medical journals that are actually proper medical journals, not ones that are written on the back of a toilet door, can see that that's not true. Mm. And yet it gets spread and now you've got Prominent people on Twitter, including the owner of Twitter, amplifying it. And I think, why are you doing that? You're not that thick. No. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so that's my Wally of the Week. Love it. This, this pseudoscience on social media. Yeah. Fantastic. Just read a bloody book. Yeah. Anyway, this has been the Paddock Podcast. Sponsored by? Sponsored by Manscaped. Big thanks to them. Make sure you go and check out the Manscaped products that I am strongly urging Joseph to go and use right now. Because I stink. he is quite literally putrid. 30 hours. So. Uh, yeah. Uh, big thanks to Ethan James as well for being a good sport. He's a good lad, Ethan. And, you know, he did his little thing. And I, I did a little tweet yesterday, not a tweet, an Instagram post, because he did his little thing on the coach, on the on the train when he had his Newcastle top on. 
Oh dear. It's like me in the new camp. He's keeping, him, keeping his head down. Um, so yeah, thanks to him. Big thanks to you as well, Joe. Go and check out Sloppy Joe's where you can hear from Ethan and Joe, one of the funniest podcasts on the internet. Go and check that out. There's a link in the description. You know where to find me, Jay Motty as well. Um, we'll be back tomorrow with the news. So that's been Joe. That's been Ethan. I've been Jay. This has been the Paddock Podcast. Big thanks to Manscapes and thanks for watching. Sports Social Podcast Network.